Okay, I am here today with some really great news for you if you are going to be homeschooling your kindergartner this year. And that is kindergarten can be so simple. And we're going to tell you how to do it today on this episode of the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 41 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, we're talking all about kindergarten today. And did you know that there are still some states in the United States where you don't even have to do kindergarten. Kindergarten is not a requirement. And there are still a number of states where you don't have to report that you are homeschooling a child until they are six or seven years old. So I'm telling you all of that just to tell you that we don't need to get worked up about kindergarten. It's really hard to mess it up. So just take a deep breath, relax a little bit, and remember this is one of the really fun parts of homeschooling, getting to introduce your child to the delights of learning. So let's talk a little bit about this whole kindergarten idea. Traditionally, we think that five-year-olds are in kindergarten, but you don't have to start the minute your child turns five. And actually, my youngest has an October birthday, so I could have started him right before he turned five, or I could start him like right before he turned six, which is essentially what we did because he was in no way ready right before he turned five to get started with any kind of academic learning. And so look at your child. I would err on the side of letting them play longer and not do academics. Now, sometimes you have a child who's just really eager. They want to learn how to read. They want to study, especially if you have older kids, they really want to do what the big kids are doing. And if that child is asking you for that, then I think it's totally okay as you have time to work with that child. But if your child is not asking you for that kind of learning and is resistant to it, I would ask you to consider possibly not requiring any kind of academic schooling from your child until they turn even six years old. Make it an invitation instead. Ask that five-year-old, would you like to do a reading lesson today? Would you like to do a math lesson today? They're not going to miss anything. They're not going to be behind if you really don't start academic learning until six, sometimes even after six. So that is something that I would like for you to consider. Then when you do start, there are basically three important things to do with teaching your child when you start teaching them. So I'm going to call it like the the three key ingredients for a kindergarten plan that works, but know that like you might not start these until your kid is six years old. And the, the key, the three things are this. Number one, math, some kind of math instruction. And at this point, there can be a lot of gameplay, a lot of just fun activities with manipulatives and things like that, where you're really working with concrete things. You're counting things, you're moving things, you're putting things together for adding, you're taking things away for subtracting, and you're really working with the concrete as opposed to the abstract. And that can be your math. Math does not necessarily mean 
at this age, sitting down and working with a worksheet. We can get math concepts by manipulatives and in, in working with concrete problems. The second thing is some kind of phonics instruction. So as we're teaching our kids to read, we want to give them a leg up by showing them how language fits together. And phonics instruction is how we do that. And so when they are ready, we're talking super short lessons, five to 10 minutes a day. I'm really serious about that one. Of phonics, we used a wonderful phonics program called All About Reading. And It was great. It was easy to break into those five to 10 minute lessons a day. It had a great little zebra called Ziggy the Zebra. My my kids absolutely loved Ziggy. It made it a whole lot of fun. It was they could they could use a lot of their senses. They were moving things around as opposed to just sitting and doing worksheets. And here is something to consider. Our all about reading program did not teach writing as the same time at the same time as reading. It was a separate skill. And so keep that in mind. Your child could be ready to read before their fine motor skills catch up and their gross motor skills. We underestimate how much gross motor plays into the ability to sit and write. Our kids may be ready to read before they're ready to write. It's totally okay. It's totally normal. And that's why I'm not saying let's push handwriting down to these younger kids. If you have a kid who's interested in learning, they're interested in doing a little math with mom, they're interested in doing a little reading lesson with mom, they don't have to necessarily be doing handwriting at the same time. That could be something that you add a little bit later. And then the third key is morning time. And by morning time, what I am talking about is bringing all of your kids together, whether you have some kids who are older than the kindergartner or younger than the kindergartner, and enjoying some wonderful, beautiful subjects as a family. So they can sit in on some of these wonderful subjects that your older kids are doing and become part of the family learning unit, which a lot of times younger younger siblings just absolutely adore when they get to be like the big kids and be part of the family. Or you can bring your other younger kids along with them and do some of these fun, wonderful things together and build this culture of family learning. So what kind of things are you going to do in your morning time? Probably the most important thing that you can do for this age group, honestly, for any age group, is you're going to read aloud to them. And don't feel like you've got to rush into chapter books at this point. Read them picture books, lots and lots of picture books. My friend Sarah McKenzie from the Read Aloud Revival will tell you that publishers know that picture books, that's something that's going to be read to a child. And so the language is very sophisticated. The art can be beautiful. Read those kinds of books to your kids. Spend some time memorizing poetry. Memorize some scripture. Memorize beautiful words and spend time doing that. Little kids love to memorize, especially if you sing it to a song or put some fun hand motions to it or memorize great poems like Ooey Gooey Was a Worm, which is part of IEW's Linguistic Development for Poetry Memorization Program, which we've used since my kids were little. So doing that in your morning time, singing songs, moving around, looking at beautiful art together, doing some art projects. All of these things are fun, wonderful learning experiences 
that you can do with your kindergartner. In our Your Morning Basket Plus subscription, we actually break all of this down and we have these monthly themes that you can do. So one month might be bugs and one month might be Native Americans and one month might be wildflowers or Christmas traditions or reptiles. And it's just a wonderful way for kids to learn. Don't worry about diving off into very specific formal science or history at this point. Instead, do a lot of exploring the world around you and showing your kids what it's like to be a learner and what it's like to learn about the things that are interesting, the things that we love. And really, that is it. Those are your keys to a successful kindergarten plan. Work five to 10 minutes a day on some phonics with a fun program Work five to 10 minutes a day on math using concrete manipulatives instead of worrying about the abstract, and then spend about 20 to 30 minutes a day with your child, reading aloud to them, working on art, looking at beautiful art, working on projects, looking at beautiful art, and listening to music. That is it. That is all you need to do to teach your kindergartner and to have a wonderfully successful kindergarten year. And you can do that. I know you can. You can do it and you will absolutely enjoy every minute of it or almost every minute of it. All right. I will be back again next week. Next week, we are going to have an interview on the podcast and we're going to be interviewing Ashley Williams. Now, Ashley was somebody who never intended to homeschool. And I think there are probably quite a few of you guys out there who really, really never intended to homeschool in the past few years have brought up circumstances where you feel like you need to. And so we're going to be talking to Ashley about what that's like, what she's learned along the way, and how she feels about it now. Until then, keep on homeschooling.